I just had to share this story. A farmer in Australia, he's sitting there, he's minding his own business, and he hears this enormous bang, so loud, like neighbors for miles reported hearing this too. He goes outside, goes out to his sheep pen, he's a farmer, and there's this 10-foot mystery object sitting there, and he has no idea what this thing is. Turns out it's actually space junk. It's from the SpaceX Crew-1 craft that launched back in 2020. SpaceX, Elon Musk company, they sent four astronauts up to the International Space Station. And then when it's time to come back down, part of this capsule stays up in space. Mm -hmm. Well, what goes up must come down eventually, right? right? And all of this stuff should have landed in the ocean. Clearly, that did not happen. Luckily, in this case, no people or sheep were injured. Um, By the way, this spacecraft costs... $62 $62 million per launch. Per launch? Per launch. So wow. you'd think, you know, maybe they can work in some cleanup funds Yeah. next time. <laughs> Welcome to Tech Refresh, the podcast guaranteed not to drop any space junk on your sheep farm. We promise. We promise. <laughs> well, no, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Allie, commando.com content queen. I'm filling in for Kim Commando while she is on a well-deserved vacation. As always, I'm here with Matthew Heffel, our magnificent millennial, our trusty internet scout. Matt, what... Nuggets of wisdom do you have for us this week? Well, we will be talking about how tech patents allow the media to find out about new products coming down the pipeline, as well as some handy tips that you should do with a phone before you get rid of it. Ooh, good one. Some security tips there. Love it. And you have the joke at the end, right? I do. And I think it's going to be, look at a rating, a 7.633 repeating, I'm thinking. (laughs) 7.633 repeating is what I'm going to go with. Perfect. Okay. And a little later, we have a special guest. You know, I thought with Kim gone, we needed to up our tech knowledge quotient a little bit. So our very own IT genius, Jeremy, is joining us. And he is going to talk about one of the biggest email mistakes that he sees people make all the time. First, though, the news. And I am reminding you, once again, that there is so much crap on the Google Play Store. (laughs) So much. Security researchers just found 17 more infected Android apps. And they steal bank login credentials. Lovely. If you're feeling deja vu, I get it. I was too. I think we've written in the last couple weeks four, five stories on commando.com about bad apps kicked out of the Google Play Store. Um, I'm going to tell you more about these specific apps in a minute. But first, my real question, how does this keep happening? (laughs) I feel like anybody can just put an app on the Play Store and then it just, boom, it's there and people can download it. It Well, that's part of it. And really the short answer is that, you know, hackers are getting better at this. They're getting better at making malware that can sneak through undetected. It gets to the Play Store. And then if it works for one app, they sell it, put it in a bunch of others. This type of malware that we're talking about now, usually referred to as a banking trojan because it records your screen to steal your banking credentials. It can also intercept texts, including those 2FA codes. So... They can get right in. Oh, and one nice bonus. It can also (laughs) disable Google Play Protect, which is what an Android phone uses to scan your apps to see if there's any malicious behavior. Well, it's bad. Okay, so what are these apps? There are 17. I am not going to read them all here. You're not going to remember them. But there is a recurring theme. Most of these are utility apps that help you get something done. So they record your calls, clean up your files, document scanners. Some of the names, Super Cleaner. Document Scanner, PDF Creator, Universal Saver Pro. They all sound good, but not so much. Uh, The full list with all the app names is up on commando.com. If you have an Android, it's definitely worth taking a look just to make sure you don't have any of this junk on your phone. Now, Matt, let's change gears. You did some digging this week on Future Tech. Did you find all the stuff that we're going to want to buy 
like the next year? Yeah. So um, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to what you were talking about really quick because I have a quick story. Oh. Over the weekend, I was scrolling on Instagram and there was a game that I saw a little ad for. And I was like, oh, this looks like fun. It was a little tower defense game. I like those kind of <laughs> games. And uh, now, uh, you know, with all the information that I get from from working here and reading Commando articles, I was like, you know what I should do before I just immediately click the button that says install <gasps> now? I went to the app store and I manually looked up the name of the app and then read yes. the comments and all the comments were like, this is a scam. Do not download. <laughs> this is not good. So I avoided some probably dangerous malware on this app that I saw on Instagram. I'm before, so proud so. of you. Yeah. Well done. Thank you very much. See, it only takes a few minutes and you protect yourself from getting some of this junk on your phone. Years of working here and I finally did something right. So. <laughs> well done. All right. So tell us about patents. Right. So when you think about how all these, you know, tech news, including us, get that information about those early products like, oh, Amazon's coming out with this new cool thing or Google's coming out with a cool new thing. How do you even think get that information? Because Apple hasn't announced it. Amazon hasn't announced it. It's nowhere to be found. How they find that information is through patent offices. And so these tech companies have to file these patents with the patent office before they can uh, develop this thing so that they can keep all the money from this invention and blah, 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 blah. We know how that works. Well, <laughs> it turns out that some of these companies actually use shell corporations to hide what they're doing. So recently, Amazon came out and they released this patent and it was actually found shoot through a shell corporation called Fake LLC. That was literally the name of the shell corporation <laughs> they used. Clever. And it was for a kind of nothing that seemed too crazy. It was for a smart speaker just with some enhanced speaker functions and some more tech upgrades, but nothing that was super crazy. But that got me interested, and I was like, oh, what other things are coming down the pipeline? So I went and looked, and Google just filed a patent for a fully battery-powered smart speaker. So that oh. means that you'll be able to just plug it in and charge it, and then you can unplug it and, like, walk around with it, take it camping, take it outside, do whatever you want with oh, it. Oh, that's nice. I thought that'd be really cool. So yeah. they just released a patent... Uh, they haven't said anything about it, but that's all we know is that they released that patent. Google can follow you wherever you go. Hey, they, <laughs> not like they're not already. <laughs> True. And then I found another patent that I thought was kind of interesting. Dell just filed a patent to allow a uh, wireless charger to be built into a laptop. So you know how you have Ooh. your laptop and under your keyboard you have that little space? Just put your phone there and it'll charge your phone. I thought that was really, really cool. That's pretty darn cool. Yeah. And if you want to try to find any of these patents, it's actually not difficult. I, I went to the website and you go down. So the website that you're going to have to find, it's called the United States Patent and Trademark Office. So it is USPATO.gov. And then once you're there, you're just going to go down to patents, click search, and then you just enter keywords of any kind of tech you're looking for or company, <laughs> and it'll pull up all the patents they filed in that city. So it's by city. So think about this. Do it in California. Do it in, you know, that Yeah, where area, all the tech companies where are. Where all the tech companies are. And you yeah. might you might find some gems. So you, nice. you could be the one to find the next the next new tech coming down the pipeline. Yeah, if you find anything cool, yeah, send, send us, us, a, send send us, us a, an email. Yeah. Podcasts with an S at commando.com. What's that website again? It is the United States Patent and Trademark Office website. So it's USPAT.gov. USPAT. 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 Yep. Love it. Cool. Speaking of Amazon... What do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? Prime mates. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That one was for you, Kim. All right. After the break, we've got some handy tech tips for you. Some of those bad apps I mentioned are document scanners. The good news is you don't need to download any third-party apps to get that done. I will show you what to do instead. Matt, you've got a good phone tip. If you're planning on upgrading anytime soon, there are three very important things. Very important. Yes, yeah. that you need to do. 
And later, we're talking to Commando IT genius Jeremy. He's going to be here to talk about the best office software and how to choose an email provider. Stay right where you are. back to Tech Refresh, your fun show about all things digital. We are so glad you're here. Otherwise, it would just be me and Matt sitting here talking to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the tips. Some tricks to help you live a better digital life, impress your friends. And in this case, I'm going to protect you from malware. Yes. Yes. So I talked about those Android apps. It happens on iPhone too, of course. One trick is to stick with the utilities that are built into your phone and the apps that you already have. You don't need to download a third-party app for everything, right? So we've talked about QR code scanners. Right. No, you don't need those. Just use your camera. Flashlight apps, please don't. Your phone right. just does that. Yeah. Another thing you can get done with what's already on your phone is scanning documents. So on an iPhone, you're going to use the Notes app. You open it. There's a little icon. It looks like a square with a pen. You just click that. There's a camera. And then you click Scan. You hold your phone over the document. It's really easy. Mm -hmm. It yeah. automatically takes the picture, uploads it to Notes, and you're done. On an Android, you can do basically the same thing with the Google Drive app. You open it, there's a little plus in the corner, you click that, and then click scan. Let's stick with the security theme. Matt, let's say I'm getting a new phone. How bad is it if I forget to wipe all the stuff from the old one? Yeah, that's really bad. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I Done. Think sometimes we forget just how much <laughs> personal info we have on our phones, whether it's banking or investment or all your social media passwords, everything is on there. You might keep passwords in your notes app. Don't do that, by the way. But if you're doing that, <laughs> it's not good. But so if you have an old phone sitting in a drawer and maybe you have a nephew or a grandkid that just is like, oh, I need a new smartphone. I broke mine for the 40th thousandth time. Yeah. And you're going to give away your smartphone or you're going to throw it in the trash or you're going to donate it or whatever you're going to do with it. Make sure that you get all your information off of there. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to sign out of all the accounts on that phone. So that means going into each individual social media, signing out, going onto your banking app, signing out, going into anything that you have a login for and manually signing out of that account. Then, number two, you're going to delete every app on that phone. Every okay. single app. So manually delete every single app because that'll help make sure that that is not able to trace back to you. In the number one, in the accounts, that also includes things like our iCloud, our yes. Google account, right? Everything. Okay. Google, yeah, make sure you go on your browser and sign out of your Google account. Make sure anything that you have to have a login for, you're going to want to sign out for. Okay. And then finally, the big step, do a factory reset. Just <laughs> just do it. It's, it takes five minutes and you can just factory reset the phone and you'll be you'll feel much safer and you will be much safer. You'll also feel safer because you did all that manual work up front and you know, hey, Boom. even if somehow this factory reset didn't catch everything, which it will. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. If you are shopping for a new phone, be patient. Now is not the best time to buy a phone, actually. So the new iPhones generally come out in September. So if you want one, wait, because all the models will go on sale. Right. So if you want an older one, if you're not, you know, if you don't need the $1,500 brand new iPhone. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're a Pixel person, the new Pixels usually come out in October. Uh, so all the older ones will be cheaper. And then for Samsung, it's actually January and February. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. We have even more tech wisdom just like that coming up soon. Commando IT genius Jeremy is joining us, and we are going to talk about some email mistakes, office software, and extra fun. He's sitting in for Kim this week for trivia. Oh, good. So if he gets a point, <laughs> Kim gets a point. Yes. Uh, I have the question this week, and it's a tough one. That is coming up right here on Tech Refresh.
Welcome back to Tech Refresh. Now, I know you're missing Kim's excellent jokes. Luckily, Matt has one at the end. Matt, you said this is a 6.333. Repeating, specifically, 7.633 repeating. I did the math. Wow. Okay. So that's going to be good. First, though, we have a very special guest, one of our IT geniuses, Jeremy. I'm not sure people listening know just how much Jeremy does around here. I'm not going to get into, you know, all the weeds, but basically... You're listening to this podcast. You probably listen to Kim's radio show. You read articles on commando.com. We can do any of this stuff without Jeremy. And today he's here to talk to us about some questions that we get quite often from listeners and readers, right, Jeremy? So what's the best office software and what email should I use? Yeah, these these come in all the time through the forums or even through the the callers. So let's pause there. The forums. Yeah. Yeah. The commando community yeah. forum. We'll talk a little bit more about this because we're very kind of generous people and we actually have a 90-day free offer for people to try out for this. But the Commando Community Forum, this is basically members only. You can come ask any tech question and you get help from Jeremy, from Kim, from our other IT genius, John. It's pretty awesome. I don't know any other place you can go online and actually get real, reliable tech support. Yeah. 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 It's it's pretty amazing that we have this. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun, too. It's it's good to help people and get all kinds of interesting questions and stuff. And Yeah, for sure. So why do you think you see this one so often? Because this is hard. There's, you know, a lot of people came from the old office days of I'm going to use office and that's everything. And then they don't want to pay for it or they think it's real expensive or they don't like Google. And so they're just kind of searching for the best option for them. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of boiled it down for home and business and Wonderful. Yeah, Let's start with home. So yeah, for home, we'll get into the office stuff first. There's three real options. You've got Google, you've got LibreOffice, and you've got Office Online. So all of those are free. Yeah. Which is great. You know, everybody loves free. Um, you can pay a little bit more money for Office. So for a hundred dollars a year, you can get six people on there, and this will give you the Outlook, Word, Excel, mm-hmm. PowerPoint on your desktop or laptop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for that and the main kicker for that is every, a lot of people once you use outlook they're stuck in outlook and they don't want to change <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yeah so people end up paying really just to get outlook yeah yeah right. because you're fine using you know google docs google docs much different than microsoft word you know yeah I mean? so yeah if you're if you're an outlook person find some friends find a family and split it and it's less than two bucks a month that's at a great the end tip. of the day yeah. yeah i thought it was way more expensive than that that's actually surprising i did too so what were those three options again for for software if you do want to go totally free route so you got Google, yep. you've, which it's all online. I'm sure everyone's used yep, Google, yep. and it's it's amazing. It's got everything you need for that and email. Uh, LibreOffice. So this is was an open office back in the day. This is a Microsoft-compatible suite that's got a word processor, spreadsheets, and that. The downside to this is you're managing your files locally. So they're going to be on your laptop or your desktop. If you want to share them with someone, you email them over or put them in Dropbox. Um but it's great for, for power users because you get all the processing power of your okay. computer. Yeah. So spreadsheet people love using that for free. Um, and then the last one was Office. Awesome. So there's the free online version. It's uh, web-based, and you can do that for free. But oh. if you want the apps, you know, split the subscription. Not bad. All right, what about small business? So small business, there's really two categories you're going to end up with. Um, and that's Google Workspace and Microsoft 365. Full disclosure, we use Google Workspace. Yes, we do. This podcast is not sponsored by no, Google, but Google, if you want to sponsor hey, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the main difference in this is 
when you're in a business, you're going to be using a custom domain. You need the full suite of tools to actually run your business, and you need to manage it. You've got you know, new users coming in. You want to manage permissions and stuff. And we've kind of stepped away from let's host our own email and let's deal with this because that takes IT nerds and that takes a bunch of time and it's <laughs> never fun. So we, we offload it to Google or Microsoft. So both of them are really similar. Uh, you can get on like a basic plan. It's $6 a month per user or you can step it up to 12 or 1250 And What's that's, the difference there? That's going to give you more storage. Like with Google Workspace, you can actually record the meets. Okay. Um, and with uh, 365, you're going to get more storage. I think it's two terabytes instead of 50 gigs or something. That's a lot, yeah. So, yeah, and that's one of the other great things about these is you can manage all your files in the cloud for the whole company. Mm -hmm. Everyone can access them wherever, you know. It's really great for work from home stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do that here, and it's really great to just be able to go find anything right in the cloud. You don't have to... Well, yeah. VPN in, find the folder yes. in a server, and you're like, where is all this stuff? And hopefully you or someone else at your company is great like Jeremy and is organizing all these files and keeping yeah. things where we know where they are. I feel yeah. bad sometimes because I'll just create a new doc and then like write something in it and then totally forget about it. And I'm pretty sure I've done that a dozen times. So there's just a whole bunch of untitled documents. There. <laughs> so this is, out of these two, um, I highly recommend Google because Google's the king of search mm -hmm. and you don't even have to organize your files in your own drive. I do this all the time. If I'm looking for, you know, maybe something I've talked about on the show before or talked mm -hmm. about, you know, in some something else, I just search for it in my drive yeah. and then you find, yeah, it's Yeah, you'll it's find so easy. pictures of what you're describing, yeah. everything, and it's, it's just handy. It's helpful. Yeah, so I guess this consideration then is if you're someone who really doesn't like Google, okay, there are other options. You can go with Microsoft. Um, yeah. Probably same level of tracking, but... If you just really don't like Google. Well, and <laughs> when you're on these paid accounts, they don't do so much of the, the back end looking through your emails, looking for keywords. Like right. your, all your data is private. Like they, they take that seriously. That's good to know. You're paying a little bit for that privacy kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And then what about email? So it's really kind of, all right, if you're going with, for a business, right? If you're going with, those were the email options. But what about, you know, just privately, what email all right. Yeah. So for just people uh, want normal email, yeah. I'm going to first thing I'm going to say is do not use your ISP's email. I know Ooh. it seems great and convenient, but there's going to come a time when you change ISPs and that time you're going to be moving, you're going to be stressed out and you don't want to have to deal with you don't get email anymore and you can't <laughs> talk to people. Yeah. Well, let's make sure everybody knows what we're talking about. So this is, you know, I sign up you know, here in Phoenix, say I use Cox Internet Comcast. and they offer me a free Cox email address. Mm -hmm. You're saying, no, stay away. Stay away from it. <laughs> They're, these aren't their main product that they put out. These are kind of add-ons for people that don't want to go anywhere. And it's, right. I've helped so many people migrate off these because they change or they run into the limits. They don't hold as much as, you know, Gmail or Outlook or iCloud. They don't have all the features. Like a lot of them don't even have the calendar. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So oh. we're um, all shocked by it. No calendar. <laughs> so um, I tend to recommend three large providers. They're all free. It's Gmail, Outlook.com, which replaced Hotmail, and iCloud. And so I also recommend people kind of stay inside their ecosystem. If you're an Apple person, sign up for iCloud. Yeah. You're a Google person, sign up for Gmail, or an Android person, sign yeah, up for Gmail. Yeah, everything just talks to each other better. You don't have to deal with, like, you know, 
Yeah, they're they're purposely trying to make their apps work on their platforms. That that comes first, then other platforms they'll work on next. So yeah, um, kind of stick with your stuff. Then there's also a bunch of people that want to know about encrypted email. Yeah, they want privacy. And so there's really three main players in the game. Hold on, first, can you tell us encrypted email? What does that mean? Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, so first off, we're gonna send an email. Like back in the days, you'd write in "Hello World." It would travel across the internet, and you could open the packet how it's carried across the internet and see "Hello World." Yeah, anyone so could see it. That's totally unencrypted. Yeah, you could yeah. sit at a coffee shop and watch people's passwords and emails fly over the wire, to so to speak. So they've gotten better, and you know everyone's using like SSL and TLS, um, and that's going to encrypt it between your email client or your browser and the server, and so no one can see it along that network, and then it goes from that server to the next person's mailbox encrypted, and then they can see it there. Okay. So that's just basic transport layer security, um, like encryption on the fly. Um, real email encryption, you're going to use something called PGP, okay. Uh, okay. pretty good privacy. Pretty good privacy. Um, <laughs> and so this is like a, you have to go set up a key or these providers will kind of do it for you in their, their interface. And so it is totally encrypted. When you write your email, it gets encrypted. It goes to their servers. Only you and the other person have the keys to unencrypt it. The provider does not. Okay, so whereas if I send an email through my Gmail account, Google theoretically, they can see that email. They can yep. see the stuff I've written in it. But if I use one of these other providers where it's encrypted, the they company can't. never sees it. It's just me and just you who I sent the email yep. to. You're putting it in a little lockbox and the other person has the key. Love That's it. Cool. Okay. So what are the options there? The three players in this game are ProtonMail, Tutanoda, and StartMail. Okay. We've cool. had StartMail. Yeah. So kind of the one caveat to these is you really want the other people you're communicating with to be on the same platform. That way, you guys can use your public and private keys, and you don't have to enter passwords or anything. And it just makes it seamless for that. But let's say I've got ProtonMail, and I send something to Ali on Gmail. What these companies are going to do is I need to set up a password beforehand that Ali and I have shared with each other through some other channel, like meeting in person or through a text or whatever. This all sounds like spy stuff. I love it. I know. Yeah. I, so, I can't wait for you to send me a password to see your emails. So yeah, we, we share this password. I compose my email to her. It sends it to her and she gets a link that says, Jeremy sent you an email. She'll click that link. It'll open up a, a web browser and she'll put in that password and then she can actually look at the email there. So it stays encrypted, only she is seeing the contents and she can actually reply from that. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then from there, it gets sent back to me oh. and it's still encrypted. So it it doesn't break it, but it's not quite as convenient if you're using it. So ProtonMail and Tutanota, there's a free tier that you can get on. You can also start paying a little more, like uh, ProtonMail is $4 or $10 a month. Mm -hmm. And they'll add features like uh, calendars, Google Drive. Um, Tutanota is $1.20 euros. Um, <laughs> both ProtonMail and Tutanota are overseas, so they don't have to... Right. Comply by. Sure. Yeah, a lot of these companies are, and which is a good thing in some cases too, right? Yeah. Because uh, a lot of the European countries, their privacy laws are a lot stricter right. than yep. what we have here. Yeah. Um, so a dollar twenty or four eighty a month, and you can add like a custom domain on these. Oh, neat. Well, okay. Um, and then you get rules and aliases and like multiple calendars and sharing stuff. 
I think that's a good thing to talk about too. So you hear encrypted and we talk about like, I pass you my secret password. And it's, it's not just, you know, for the person who says, well, I'm not doing anything weird. I'm not sending anything. But I mean, we all send things that are private sometimes, right? Sure. And that might yeah. be a good reason for encrypted email. Like yeah. if I'm, you know. Like I've emailed my W4 or like a W9. Like, yeah. I don't really need that out there for anyone to grab sure, if they yeah. come across my phone if I didn't wipe it right. That is a really <laughs> yeah. look at that callback. There you go. Love that. <laughs> That's a really good point. All the things that we store in our email address that if someone or in our inbox that if someone just got access, yeah. they could see so much stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Social security cards, driver's licenses, birth certificates, stuff that you might scan for other purposes. Right. Mm -hmm. Next yeah. week on Tech Refresh, how to steal an identity. Just yeah. <laughs> but the last one, Start Mail, it's only paid, so two fifty a month, mm -hmm. and then for three dollars a month, you can put a custom domain in there. That is yeah. not bad. So not bad that's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, those are the uh, the recommendations for everyone. And I love I that. Hope it and helps. since we get this question so often, and since I know. You listening, you're thinking, I don't remember the names of those privacy emails, but I want to look into these. We're going to write something up, put it over on commando.com so you can browse all these suggestions straight from Jeremy. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And we mentioned before the Commando Community Forum. So okay. people can post their questions. You listening, post your question there. You can get help from Jeremy, from Kim, from John. And if you go to commando.com slash free trial, we're actually doing 90 days free. Yeah. Well, that's three months of all your burning tech questions. That's hard to beat, right? It's a steal. Yeah, I think we've all seen, you know, you look for a question online and you end up on some weird forum where yeah. it's just like, this is just people making stuff up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reddit can be helpful, but not always reliable. <laughs> We're actually IT guys helping and IT women. Yeah, yeah. There so, you, go. you know. Yeah, people who do this like day in and day out. So again, go to commando.com slash free trial. You can try it free for 90 days. It's really worth it. Now it's time for Matt, our trusty internet scout. You're going to tell us what the internet is buzzing about. And I'm going to take a wild guess and yeah. say that this week it has something to do with TikTok. It usually does have something <laughs> to do with TikTok. You know, I, I don't know if everybody saw this, but over the last week, there was a whole story about a Chinese rocket debris falling back down to Earth. And everybody was trying to track it. And one of the best ways to see what was going on was through TikTok. A whole bunch of really famous TikTokers got really in on this whole news story and they started doing like hourly and daily updates of where this rocket part was going to go because no one knew it could have gone anywhere on earth. It was like, it could have been anywhere. Could have fallen in a sheep farm. Right. right. It could have been that sheep farm. <laughs> right. right. Somebody was scared it was going to hit him on top of the head. So basically what they did was they were able to track it through space and eventually it was it landed in the Indian Ocean, right? Just off the uh, coast of India. How are these TikTokers tracking this? Right. So NASA actually had their own website that was showing where this debris was possibly going to land and then and the trajectories kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller until they were able to track it. Okay. And so people took the NASA site and decided to make some internet content about yep. it. Love exactly. it. Exactly. But that turned into something that was actual real news. So the very first place that there was video of this coming down was on TikTok. Isn't that crazy? So all these news organizations were using these TikToks that people were taking <laughs> of this space debris coming down and burning up in the atmosphere. And so it kind of goes to show you that, you know, when we first got, got our news a long time ago, it was newspapers, then it was radio, then it was TV, then it was, you know, uh, social media and the internet, and now it's TikTok. You know, it, it always is evolving and people are getting their news. So it's not just teens and tweens dancing and singing lip-syncing songs on there. It's also like... <laughs> Actual information, which kind of brings me to how TikTok is actually growing even more. 
they recently announced that they'll be having their own TikTok music service. And this will be a direct competitor with Spotify. As a response to this, Spotify came out and said that they will be using TikTok's algorithmic workings, the way that you swipe up on uh, things that you like and you can like things and it'll cater your information to that as a music coordinator. Wait, so, okay. I think of like, when I think of swiping, I think of dating apps, which I never used. I've been married for a million years. Yeah. But swipe left is usually bad. Swipe right is good. Mm -hmm. But on TikTok, up is good. Down is bad. Up is just just next. Oh, okay. You could just, you could literally sit there swiping forever. There's unlimited amount of content. But what it does and how TikTok's algorithm kind of works is that it judges by how long you watch that video. And then if you like like that video, even more likely that you're going to get stuff like that. Okay. So if I'm on the Spotify song, if I quickly flick it away, it Mm -hmm. means I don't like this. But if I keep it on, they're going to know that I like it. And then they'll cater what music they're going to give to you. And so both Spotify and TikTok are releasing a service that'll be very similar. <laughs> and so we'll have to see if TikTok's able to kick down Spotify and actually take over there. So we'll Spotify see. just trying to out TikTok, TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm, do you know when this is coming out? Uh, they they uh, don't have a release date. It seems like it'll be early 2023 is what Spotify is saying. TikTok hasn't released the date uh, when TikTok music will be released. Okay. Other Spotify news. This is You'll you'll only know what I'm talking about if you have a Spotify account and if you have a paid account. There's a button on playlists that is so obnoxious because if you go to one of your playlists, it's a combination play and shuffle button. So you can't play your playlist in Mm -hmm, order. mm -hmm. It's so obnoxious. They're actually getting rid of that. So if you have a premium account, you'll actually get access to regular play and play shuffle. Good. Yeah. We are also relieved. Yes. Yes. Best news I've heard ever. Jeremy, you'll appreciate this one. All right. Two IT professionals are at a gun range. After about 10 minutes of practice, one of the techs still has not hit the target. The other one looks at him and says, what is your problem today? And the embarrassed IT tech hangs his head and says, troubleshooting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be user error. Yeah. (laughs) Turn it off and back on. Hey, those could all work. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Uh, Matt, I hope your joke at the end is a little bit better than that one. Next up, though, what we've all been waiting for, trivia. Jeremy, are you ready to stand in for Kim? I, I hope I do Kim proud today. I, I if hope not, you don't. She's got to, you know, yeah. <laughs> eat whatever it is. Mushrooms? Uh, yes. Stick around to see if I can fool Matt and Jeremy. Welcome back to Tech Refresh. We are on to the fun and games portion of the show. Yay, it's trivia time. I have a question this week. First though, Matt, can you remind us what the stakes are? Oh man, well, I know that Kim would have to eat a, is it a mushroom risotto? Yes, Kim hates mushrooms. She hates mushrooms, so Kim would have to eat a mushroom risotto. I'm going a little bit farther. I'm going to eat dollar store olives. Okay. Um, so the cheapest olives I can find. Because you hate olives. I hate olives. And you know what? I was thinking about this to make it a little bit more. There's only two things that I hate, and it's olives and mustard. So I was going to squeeze some mustard into the olive and eat that. I think that that adds a little more. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah it sounds pretty <laughs> gross. Uh, and then Allie is afraid of heights. So I believe you said you're going to do indoor skydiving? I'm thinking about it. Yeah, we got another suggestion, actually, from a listener who said, okay. what if Allie, cli- Allie, me, what if I climbed to the top of like an indoor um, climbing gym, like one of those high. Oh yeah, the rock climbing gym. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which I've done before, like fully, you know, in a mm-hmm. harness. Sure. Very scary. It is. Scary. Did not like it. So I think those are both good contenders for me. We'll have to see. Maybe we'll flip a coin or something like that. Yeah. yeah. If you have an opinion, 
Send us an email, podcasts at commander.com. What should I do? Trivia, let's get to it. Lots of very successful companies started out with some kind of crowdfunding. Okay. Have you guys played the board game Exploding Kittens? Yes, I have. I own it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it raised $8.8 million on Kickstarter. It was huge. Not everything is always a winner. Uh, there was the Pono Music Player. That was kind of like a less good iPod, really hyped. It raised $6.2 million. <laughs> I've never owned a Pono Music Player. <laughs> was that the one a musician did? I believe it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But again, lots of success through crowdfunding. Which of these companies did not have a Kickstarter campaign? So three did, one did not. Right. All right. A, Peloton. B, Fitbit. C, Oculus. D, PopSocket. Okay, I'm going to think out loud here. Out. <laughs> I, I, I can see a PopSocket being on there because it's such a small little thing. I am pretty sure I know that Oculus did get their start on Kickstarter and then was eventually bought by Facebook Meta, right? And then the, what was the first one? Peloton. Peloton. And then what was the second one? Fitbit. Fitbit. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Fitbit. I'm going to go with Fitbit. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to stop and ask, what's a pop socket? A pop oh. socket is, I don't have one to show you, but this is similar. I have a little ring on the back of my phone. It oh, is the that little, little, you stick it on the back yeah. of your phone, it pops out, and it helps you hold it. Because we all have these enormous phones and hands that are not quite big enough. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. All right. And what did you go with, Matt? I went with Fitbit. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like Peloton. <laughs> it's yeah, either Peloton that's... or Fitbit. I'm going to stick with Fitbit. I think I'm going with Peloton. They seem like they they may have had some venture capitalists behind them right. getting into it. Okay. Final answers. Are we locked in? I'm ready for um, this yeah. mushroom risotto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds yeah. delightful to I me. Know. If we had to do that, <laughs> like, like, great. Mushroom risotto. Yeah. Lunch. One of you is correct. And that person is Matt. Yeah. Fitbit. Fitbit did not have a Kickstarter campaign. Pebble did. Do you remember the Pebble watch? Yes. So this was like the first touchscreen watch. It was enormous on Kickstarter, and Fitbit actually bought it. Wow. They just wanted their software. You can't get a Pebble watch huh. anymore. Right. Yeah. Yep. Peloton. Mm. They did have a. Wow. All right. Wow, that's, that's surprising. Well done. Sorry, Kim. <laughs> uh, all right. One point for Kim. I will note that down. Yep. One point for me. And a week without a point for you. Yeah, yeah I know. Congrats. Yeah. We have been talking about it for, I don't know, 30 minutes. It's time for your joke. Oh, yeah. All right. No pressure. Um, if this is not a 7.6333, I can't even imagine the emails we're going to get. So. Oh, I know. I'll do the math as you tell the joke. Okay, please let me know. <laughs> All right. This, I remember this story from when I was a kid. So if you've heard this before, just go with it. It's a good one, though. It's a good oldie. <clears throat> a farmer is giving a tour of his farm to his cousin from the city. They come up on a pig that has a peg leg. The cousin asks, what's the story behind the peg leg pig? The farmer tells him, this is a very special pig. One day I was on my tractor and it overturned on me and I was pinned underneath it. I figured I was done for. Then that pig appeared out of nowhere and dug me out from under the tractor and saved my life. Wow, that's some pig. But how did it lose, lose its leg? The cousin asked. The farmer replies, well, one time in the middle of the night, the house caught on fire while we were all asleep. That pig just got up to squeal and then a squealing like it was no tomorrow to wake us all up. And we got out of the house safely. It saved all our lives. 
Well, that's a really special pig, says the cousin, but that still doesn't explain how it lost its leg. The farmer looked at him with contemplation and says, well, a pig like that you don't eat all at once. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. Oh, that's a pretty good one. That's really good. I'm not sure if the joke was better or just your farmer voice. <laughs> that's what every farmer sounds like, right? Every single one. Matt, I think that was at least like an eight and a half for me. Yeah. That was like a real hearty laugh. Yeah, yeah that I'll was take good. It. I'll take it. Well done. We always like to wrap up here. A listener told Kim, after I listen to Tech Refresh, I feel like I have so much stuff in my head that I need to go do. So we like to make it easy and say, all right, here's one thing from each of us that we think you should do in the coming week. Matt, why don't you go first? If you have old phones and someone is asking to borrow it or to get a new phone or you're going to sell it or whatever, delete all your apps, sign out of all your accounts, and factory reset the phone. Make sure you do that before you get rid of that phone. Jeremy, let's ask you because you're the IT genius here. So let's say I maybe have some old phones sitting in a desk drawer mm-hmm. that I have never done anything with. Is it better for me just to clear all my stuff off now just so I don't have to think about it later? Yeah. Because a lot of them are also tied to like authentication through Google. So it'll like pull up your phone like someone's trying to sign in. Is this okay? So if Ooh. one of those made it out into the wild, it still may be active and they could potentially do that. And yeah. I guess if anybody ever swiped it yeah. and you hadn't taken yourself off of it yep. yet. Yeah. Also, pull your SD cards out of them. Oh, a lot yeah. of people forget and that doesn't get formatted. That's so. a good point. Good one. We'll add that to the list. Jeremy, what about you? What do you hope our lovely listeners take with them into the coming week? I hope they check their backups. Hopefully all of them are backing everything up, but when you lose stuff is not the time to find out that your backup wasn't working as intended. <laughs> so just give it a check. That's Put a, a file day. in there. And yeah, that is a sad day. Good one. I think we'll have to have you back to have a, yeah. a backup talk. There you go. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Mine, if you have never scanned anything with your phone, I think you should try it. Similarly, you know, you don't want to wait until you're desperate because you have to scan something and send it to someone right now. So try it when you're not in a rush. If there's any issues, you can work those out. And then you're not going to be tempted to go download some app that's probably filled with malware. (laughs) A flashlight app. (laughs) Exactly. If you're having any trouble with that, we have lots of guides on commando.com. Just search iPhone scan or Android scan, and we'll show you what to do. If you want to share a tech tip, if there's something you want us to talk about here on Tech Refresh, or maybe you just want to tell us how much you loved listening to us today, yes, please. please do send us an email. We all get those, so be nice. It's podcasts at commando.com. Again, podcast with an S at commando.com. For Matt and Jeremy, I'm Allie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.